It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Well, Angie, I wanted to spend a couple of minutes on today's show talking about some buyers and uh, questions that they should ask before they buy their next home. And these are questions they should ask themselves. I want you to tell us why these are important questions people should be asking, and then also how you help them find the answers if they don't know it off the top of their head. First on the list is, uh, have I checked my credit? You talked a little bit about this in the first segment of the show today, about credit and, and mortgage questions and that kind of thing. But obviously, this is a first starting point for a lot of buyers. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, but as far as, you know, checking your credit to see where it's at, most general public, you know, or potential buyers, they have no idea where that number needs to be in order to make sure that they're in a position to buy a home. And remember, whenever it comes to looking at credit scores, a lender is going to take the middle score. Now, it's not the average, but it's just the middle score. So say you have a 500, a 600, and then an 800. The lender will take the 600 score. So again, it's the middle score. But if you're wondering where your credit lies, go ahead and speak with a lender now to have them run it because if you're not where you need to be in order to qualify for a loan or the type of loan program that you prefer or that would be best suited for you, they can give you guidance on what you need to do to increase that credit score. So instead of running it on your own in some sense or double checking it, just go ahead and speak with a lender and get that extra guidance and direction to improve your uh, credit score, like I said, if needed. Yeah, go ahead and kind of uh, get it from the horse's mouth in a way to, yeah, in, in a, exactly. so to speak. Uh, so yeah, have you checked your credit? That's a good question to ask, but do it with a lender and you kind of just save yourself some steps in the process. Uh, another question to ask yourself if you're looking to buy a home, how long do I plan to live in this home? Why would that be yeah. important for somebody to kind of be thinking in advance that way? Most definitely. Um, well, first of all, you know, our, our familial statuses can quickly change, right? Maybe at first you are buying the home as an individual, a single person. You know, are you planning on being in that home forever? Because if you are, do you ever plan on maybe getting married one day, having children, having animals? You know, how will you grow into that home? You know, also, maybe you are buying the home and your children are about to go off to college. You know, maybe that large home is not needed anymore. So how long do you plan on staying in that home for? Will you eventually want to downsize? So, you know, on average, they say that most people stay in their home for about five to seven years. And there's so many times people say this is our forever home, only for them to call us back two years later and say they want to move again. So on average, again, five to seven years is what we typically see that a buyer will stay in their home. So just think about you know, what your plans are for the future. Maybe there's a job promotion that's coming up that you might want to take. Maybe that job promotion means that you're moving to a different state. So yes, there's that's definitely things to be thinking about as far as how long you plan on living in the home. Yeah, it's a really good question to ask yourself. Just kind of think forward a little bit. Doesn't necessarily mean life's going to play out exactly how you're planning or thinking, but you can at least be prepared for some of those moving pieces. Angie, another great question someone should ask themselves as they're getting ready to move. 
By the way, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Savvy Realtor radio show with Angie Cole. We're talking about some of these uh, questions you should ask yourself before you buy a home. Ask yourself, can I afford the costs of fees beyond the down payment? Things like closing costs and moving expenses. It's a little bit more expensive to move than just the cost of the home. Most definitely. When buying a home, whether you're paying cash or you are financing a home, there's always closing costs that are attached to that. There can be attorney fees, there can be lender fees, taxes, prorations, your home and insurance, you know, prorations. So make sure that above and beyond the down payment, you have the funds needed for actual closing to take place. And the best way to go about that is you can get a good faith estimate from the lender that you're working with to give you the rundown on this is the price point of the home you're purchasing. This is the amount of down payment that we said you need in order to buy this home. And these are the amount of closing costs you will need to close on this home. Remember, not all loans require down payment. Also, there are ways to negotiate where the seller can pay for your closing costs as well. I would say that the market that we're in right now, that's not as common, but it definitely can be done. And so there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to purchasing a home. Also, you know, what will your moving expenses look like? Do you need a moving truck? Do you plan to buy new furniture? So, you know, buying a home is not just a down payment. There is definitely more beyond that. All great questions so far. Here's another one. And you kind of use this buzzword already, Angie, dream home. Ask yourself, are you looking for your dream home or just your, you know, next home? What do those differences mean to most folks, Angie? Yeah, you know, I, I would say a dream home has... Every potential, you know, upgrade bells and whistles, just everything is perfect. What you've always visualized, you know, that perfect home would look like, you know, where a next home might be more of a stepping stone for you. So I would say a dream home is this is exactly what I want. I will be in this home forever. It's my final home. I would say a next home is more of, you know, this home works perfect for me in this moment, Um, maybe for the next three to five years. But then from there, you know what, maybe I plan to downsize, maybe I plan to upscale. So, you know, I would say those are really the differences between your dream home and your next home. You know, I feel like most people, though, when they buy a home, they really look at it as their dream home. I wouldn't say that, you know, many people buy a home just saying, hey, this is just a stepping stone. I can give a little bit here. It's okay if it doesn't have this. I think most people are searching for that dream home. But remember too, there's probably never going to be a home that's perfect for you. There's not. There's going to be one thing that you want to change. So just, you know, open your eyes a little bit and understand that it's not going to be perfect, but focus on what's most important to you. Maybe make a list of, you know, these are my must-haves and these are my wants. Now, if I don't get all of my wants, that's okay, but let's try to get most of our must-haves. I know for us, we were... uh on our most recent purchase, we were kind of looking at it from a standpoint of, you know, the first home we knew wasn't the dream home, but it kind of ties back in very easily to that conversation of how long do you plan to live here? And so we kind of knew that we weren't planning to live there forever. So resale value was very important to us. And it really dictated not only the purchase, but also then the upgrades that we did make in the home. Whereas now we kind of consider our home a little bit more in the realm of our dream home. 
And so, you know, uh, we're making upgrades and doing some choices that it's like, well, we're not really worried about resale value here. We're, right. You're, you're we're, making we're, exactly this how our house. you want we're living it. In it. We'll yeah. worry about that later, you know. Exactly. So you did have that kind of transition yeah. where you had kind of yeah. more of a next home and then now your dream home, which is amazing. Dream home, or at least the home that has the potential for us to live here for 20, 30 or more years. Yeah. You know? Obviously, life will throw it. you curveballs from time to time, and sure you never thing. know if that's going to be the actual plan. But at least the potential was there, so we were making our plans and choices from that perspective. Another great question to ask yourself, are you making choices, speaking of choices, based on emotion or logic? And trying to, I guess, be in touch oh, with tough. how you usually make decisions, and then yeah. things get thrown out of whack when you go through the home buying process. That's a tough one, right? Yeah. You know, as far as emotion you know we want the home that you're buying we want you to be emotionally tied into it we want you to love it right we want you to you know we don't want it to just be a house we really truly want it to be a home but make sure that whenever you are going throughout the process and there's decisions to be made we're negotiating you know just going throughout the process try to use logic as well you know sometimes you need to step back take a moment and just you know look at it as also a business right it's a, a business transaction in a sense and try not to be too too emotionally involved and I say the same thing on the flip side to sellers I know to sellers I mean this is your pride and joy there's a lot of sweat equity put into this home there's a lot of memories but we need to try to take that emotion out of it and we need to handle this like we're running a business when it comes to selling your home. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it goes both ways, too, because you don't want it to all just be very, like, robotic. And and you don't want to go too far the other direction either. You know, it's okay exactly. to have some emotions in there. You should be yeah. excited for that home. Oh, so. yeah. No, no, no. We, we want you yeah. to absolutely love your home, you know, and just, you know, super, super excited. But also don't drive yourself crazy with right. being too just emotional about it. Because, you know, unfortunately, some things, there can be hiccups. Things can change. You know, remember working with a, someone else on the opposite side who's kind of at the complete opposite side of the spectrum, I would say. And so it can be a little bit of a roller coaster when you're going throughout the process of buying or selling a home. So just try to simmer back a little bit sometimes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very good advice. Last but not least, Angie, and uh, this is a good one, but the wording is what's important here, or maybe the emphasis in the part of the sentence is what's important. Ask yourself, who is the best real estate agent for me, for you, for you to work with Who's going to be the best real estate agent? So we don't just end that sentence, Angie, at who's the best agent. Who's yeah. the best agent for you? I mean, I want to say a cool reality, but um, <laughs> you of set course. me up for that of one. Of course, yes. Now, um, make sure that whenever you are deciding on an agent, you choose someone who, to me, it's really, really important that your personalities match. Remember that you will be so-called married to that person for quite a while. I would say at minimum 30 days, if not 60, 90. I've, we've had clients we've worked with for three years before they end up buying a home. So make sure that it's someone you enjoy conversation with you know you can be around um, and they're just they're a good time then from there make sure that you are choosing an agent who is knowledgeable who understands the market understands the process who can always stay like we like we like to say about our team is one step ahead throughout the process to make sure you're getting that guidance and that direction that you need and then someone who can just really just sum it up and close that deal right um, you want someone who can negotiate on your behalf 
They will either, you know, I know we're kind of talking about more buying right now, but they can negotiate the best deal for you and someone who's really being your advocate and looking out for your best interests. So, you know, you need to find that good fit um, because having the wrong agent can really, can it can d- kill a deal. You could lose a home you want because you have the wrong agent not looking out for you in your best interest. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 